listen average below par radio show with Tom and Dolly on Triple M. Stupid management. The people are real. The cases are real. This is Tom and Dolly. I just call to say. Am I am I on the air now? Billy, you are on the air, buddy. Oh, great. Here we go. Oh, I feel... Oh, I'm just cruising around in my Honda Integra. (laughs) It's getting really hot and overheating. Okay, yeah. (laughs) One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Welcome to your Tuesday night. We're the boys that have questions. And so many questions on tonight's show. But before we start, Ollie, Mm. just thought I should crack open a bit of this. Oh. Oh, Oh, a little pasito. No, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's, it's not a... Passiona. Yeah, it's a <laughs> I'm jealous because I, I did have a Coke and I saw the Passiona and yep. I was like, I should have got a... Pack. You regret it. It's Stay been out. a long time. You got Coke regret. How's that going down? It's actually be- it's beautiful. What a way to start your Tuesday evening. Our producer, Tom, has never had a Passiona, which I'm outraged at. If what a lame If you've got outrage at that, you can hit us up on our <laughs> socials at any time at Tom and Ollie across Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Well, speaking of the socials, Tom, uh, you can also head over there and answer this question. Uh, what are you keeping for a special occasion for one? And also, kids, what was in your lunchbox? Great. So you've ruined what's up next, Dolly. Oh, come on. You can still make it sound good, though. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was over at your house, right? And I was surprised because you're keeping something in a box. You're keeping something long, something phallic in a box. Don't talk about what mum gave to me. That's (laughs) something different. No, I think it's what your girlfriend's mum gave to her. We'll find out what that is up next with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Rock's greatest hits. You're on Triple M. Our names are Tom and Ollie, and we have questions. I want to know, what are you keeping for special occasions? Because, Ollie, you've revealed to me that there is something in your house that is sitting in a box that is being left for a very special occasion of yours. Yeah. Why don't you reveal to everyone what uh, this is? Well, you've, of course, you've latched onto this because Hilarious. you love to bang on about marriage for some reason. You've got some hang-up about me. My girlfriend, Oh, my God, Sarah. are you engaged? Guys, no. tonight's the night. There's going to be a wedding on the radio. You know what? I want to say, but you're such a, a gay when it comes <gasps> to loving weddings. How dare you? I am not that... I'm very... I, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> uh, look, you, you did. You caught us out a bit. I mean, it's not me. It's my girlfriend, Sarah, because she does have a certain item she's keeping for a special occasion. It's, it's long and in a box. You said, why can't we have this, uh, this nice-looking champagne? And, uh, well, the, the story is, Tom, it was given to her. It's a box of ruin art. Ruin art? What's ruin art? Who knows? Uh, it's apparently a fancy champagne. And so Sarah's, I think grandparents gave it to her. And Sarah, this happened like eight years ago when we first met. Eight years ago? Yeah, it's getting old. And uh, at the time, Sarah said, we're going to open this when you propose to me. Oh, and you know how, what I said? You know, lame. I, you know what I said? Yeah. I, you know, I said, well, that's lovely. Yeah. But will the champagne last in the bottle for 10 years? Yeah, correct. Because yeah. it'll probably, it, will it? Who knows? It's been eight years. <laughs> Um, I mean, I was more winding her up, but it's now no longer a joke. It's just a reality. It's been oh eight years. <laughs> but, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there soon. Well, it's... Hopefully she's not listening. You'll get there. That's right. It's a two-person job, isn't it? No, you know, it's not. I've got to feel like I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged to, to propose. Well, she said that I've she won't propose. I've always maintained that she could propose to me. Yeah, but she doesn't want to. Ollie, I've just looked up the, the bottle of champagne. It's not crazy expensive. Oh, don't say that. This like, is the one reason why I would propose, is like, to have an amazing bottle of champagne. Like, I mean, it's, it is, I mean, you wouldn't have it willy-nilly. I mean, it's 80 bucks. What's that vintage? What year? 
that's just ruin up brute champagne. Eighty yeah. bucks. Yeah. Well, this there's is another not... one. There's a blanc de blanc for a hundred. You're probably looking at some kind of 2018 ruin art, mate. This would be like a 2008 oh, ruin art. Yeah, so sure. you can you can times it by ten. The figure you're reading there. Hey, I love things that are being kept for special occasions. Let's well, it's go... almost as good as when you kept a bottle of Jaeger. Tom. Well, let me get into that. Kirby on one triple three five three. What are you keeping for special occasions? Um, a black a black silk and lace dress that I've never worn. Oh, okay, so you've got this dress that's mm-hmm. sitting in the cupboard. Is yep. it in plastic? Has it got the tags on it or anything? It's got the tags on it. It didn't come in plastic. Okay. Um, but I tried it on, and that's the best I've gotten so far. <laughs> I got it for <laughs> shush. Um, I got it online. <laughs> I got it online, and I tried it on just to make sure it fit. Fits perfectly. Looks fantastic with my complexion, and I've just never right. worn it out. So your really? colour wheel matches, but why haven't you worn it yet? <laughs> How long has it been? Um, a year. A year? Yeah. Are you waiting for something really special? Yeah, I am. Like what? Like what? what a, a mate's wedding? I don't. I'm not going to wear black to a wedding for first thing. I'm um, so, <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm waiting for a few. <laughs> maybe hit, hit, go to local RSL, have a Palmer, that kind of thing. <laughs> no, something more special than that. I've actually got an anniversary coming up um, with my boyfriend, so I might wear it for that, depending oh, on what he plans. Crack it out, I reckon. That's the type of thing I'm looking for. One triple three five three year keeping something for a special occasion. And everyone, Tom, everyone's waiting to hear why you kept a bottle of Jägermeister <laughs> that was already opened for so long. <laughs> when are you saving it for? I'll let you know after this. <laughs> One triple three five three. Give us a call. What are you keeping for a special occasion? It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. New music from Panic at the Disco. High hopes. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. That's Panic at the Disco. High hopes. I want to know on one triple three five three is something being kept for a special occasion? Maybe it's your partner enforcing it on you. Maybe you kept something as a special occasion as you were younger. One triple three five three. Give us a call. This is pretty classic from JJ Smith on Instagram. You got in touch. It Tom and Ollie. He said uh, my housemate is keeping a bottle of wine for absolutely no reason. It makes no sense. <laughs> Well, you can also age wine, though, so I kind of understand. One, triple, three, five, three. What is being kept as a special occasion? You with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. All right. Here we go. It's the Rolling Stones. I can't get no satisfaction. You with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions, and now I have a bone to pick with you. I have an absolute bone to pick with you. Never a truer song was played, Tom. Ollie. We can't get no satisfaction oh. right here. You know who can't? You know who can put it the best? You cannot be serious! McEnroe, here's a question I've asked you. What are you keeping for special occasions? Is there something that's being kept at your house? Maybe you have been forced to keep something for a special occasion. Here's the thing. I've asked for it on one triple three five three. No one's bloody hell called up. Now, you cannot tell me that there is not a single person (laughs) in Australia who is not keeping something, anything, for a a special occasion. I've I've figured it out. The people of Australia, they're nice people. The phones are broken. The phones have to be broken. The freaking phones must be broken. They have to be broken. Look, we just need to do a test. One, triple, three, five, three. We reckon the phones are broken. Can you just give us a call right now? Because we think these phones are broken. Either the phone's broken or <laughs> no something one, else is broken. Or, or no one is keeping something or for the a world is broken. Occasion. Thankfully, social media never breaks. Oh, it's always there. Oh, it's the, the only friend you have sometimes. Yeah. And Leonie is a big fan of the show. She messaged us at Tom and Ollie on Instagram. She said, my ex, not a great start, but my ex has a bottle of blue Jack Daniels. He was supposed to open it when his first child was born. Uh, said child is almost 16 years old, and we've been separated for nine years. 
Oh, I should have read the full thing. Uh, but it would be tasting pretty good right I now. I think it would be Johnny Walker that she's talking about, the blue Johnny Walker. Nah, and there's Blue Jack as well, man. Come Is on, there? don't you know that? God. Oh, hang on. Are the, are the phones... Hello, Shelly on 13353. Are the phones broken, mate? Yep, they are. Oh, my God, the phones <laughs> are broken. Oh, that's incredible. Uh, David, are the phones broken? No, no, get out. Oh, 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 Dave, that, that's strange. Hang on, weird. so David, there is someone in Australia who is keeping something for a special occasion. Uh, well, it's more of my parents than me, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is it? They're uh, cup of sauces. Cup of sauces? A, yeah, yes. we have had a cutlery set for, I don't know, probably 25 years. And yeah. I have never, ever seen these cups and sauces come out. Yeah, this I'm is classic, classic yeah. grandparents. Yeah. Like, my nana has, you know, some bone china that is being oh. saved. You know, in she's got like four different sets of china that's all in different cabinets. And you can see it and you that's, go, what's that for? And she's like, special occasion. That's actually insane. I, we weren't allowed in the good room. The good room was being uh, saved for a special occasion. Oh, yes, we had one of those too. Um, Tim, are the phones broken, mate, on 13353? No, not at all, guys. Oh, oh that's weird. Uh, Thank Tim, God. Are you keeping selling for a special occasion? I am. I've actually uh, picked up some high-class cigars from Cuba when we were there a couple Ooh, of years ago. Respect, Hello. bro. Nice. But, uh, How yeah, long? We're holding on to them till uh, I guess we uh, have a child, mate. That's the idea. Oh, no when, you, when are you when are you going to have a child? Do you reckon, Tim? Well, uh, I guess time will tell, mate. <laughs> and, do you, and do you reckon uh, as your partner gives birth in that room, will you cut it open and crack it in front of her? Most certainly. I mean, I need to probably buy the cigar uh, cutter, but uh, yeah, I'll hold one hand with uh, one hand on her and the other one cutting the cigar, yeah. mate. Yeah, be ready. And reward the most important person in the room, the doctor, with one as well, I reckon. That's a bloody good idea. I love it. <laughs> Just fill that, not. Fill that room. Obviously, a lot of respect for the mother in um, that situation. One triple three five three. What are you keeping for a special occasion? Chris, are the phones broken, mate? No, they are not. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> that's strange. What are you keeping? You got something for a twenty for your twenty first birthday? Yep, uh, my mates uh, got me a nice bottle of uh, Glenmore. It's like twenty five or thirty. Yeah, I can't remember right now, but um, yeah, seven for my wedding. Uh, nothing planned yet, but I'm only twenty four, so I'll say twenty three. Have you got a partner? <laughs> Have you got a partner? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, okay. Her name's Bella. Yeah. Okay. Nice, and and nice what's the, what stage of the wedding do you think you'd crack the Glenmore? <laughs> what have you called it? Uh, Glenn Moray, um, probably uh, after the toast, maybe. Yeah, after the toast. Just do yeah. it down the aisle for sure. A couple of shots. Uh, Frank, your parents are keeping something for a special occasion. Yes, that's right. Tell, what, tell us about it, Frank. Yeah. yeah, he's gone. Nice. Well, there we go. We've proven the phones aren't broken. Hang on, how I've got one more, Ollie. Ron on one triple three five three. You got a package from your father who passed away, and you're keeping that for a special occasion. Correct. Yes, he uh, he passed away about eight years ago. Um, it's a package about the size of a CD case. Uh, it's oh. wrapped in Christmas paper, and uh, it's not a CD because of the shape of it, but uh, I have no idea what it is, and I oh, just God. can't bring myself to open it. It's in my sock drawer. Oh, my God. When, so and when are you going to do leave this? It in, I, I keep it in the sock drawer because every time I get a pair of socks out every day, I see my dad, right? So... Oh God, um, that's the point of it, but what if, what, I, I if in, what, if, what if inside it is something like how to recover a million dollars from the bank account? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, no, probably not. But uh, it, you don't know. It, uh. <laughs> it could be, could be a check. But yeah, look, I, I, I have no idea. It could be a photo, but it's something that I just can't bring myself to open. I'm just waiting for that moment when 
I'm going to open it, and I don't know when that's going to be. What will it take? What will it take for you to open that package, Ron? Uh, we're talking about my father. It's something that I tra- treasure. It's, it's you know... Yeah, it's, no. I, oh, no, yeah. Tom I'm not angling, I'm not, for, I'm, I'm angling for it. Let's get you to open it live on air, Ron. Um, no, I was just trying to get to the heart yeah, of it. There's a probing question, well Tom, uh, um, and relief the phones are working. And oh, it's hang a on. talk back show, so please <laughs> just, always stay involved. Get involved whenever you can. Appreciate it. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie, one-liners taken out of context. Ten-year-old girls are inspired by you. Speaking of, Tom, we are heading back to school, my friend, because oh. the ABC uh, News Corporation, good on them, they've been out to, uh, to schools and they've investigated the lunches that kids are taking to school. Oh. So primary school, secondary kids, they've gone had a look and there is an amazing disparity or at least uh, a variety of quality of these lunches. Some oh. great and some not so, so great. I'll share don't, with... don't you dare tell me they're saying that roll-ups aren't real fruit because, man, that is... <laughs> Real fruit rolled up. That's what I'm saying. Well, I can see you've heard the ad, and that's good, but I'm not sure it's true, Tom. Up what? next, we'll find out some of the best and what? worst lunches that kids are eating. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. After 8 o'clock, a brand new truth bomb is dumped on the nation. One for the kids here, Tom, or at least uh, if you're a parent uh, with a kid who's in school, you can also get involved. Mm. Talking about... School lunches, <laughs> the the fabled lunchbox, the often smelly, uh, you know, food remnant oh. left in it box. Oh. Tom, uh, ABC News has headed out to schools uh, across the country and they tried to get to wealthy schools or in, in wealthy areas mm. and uh, less so sort of more disadvantaged areas mm. and compared the difference. Now, there's surprisingly not a huge difference in the quality of the lunchboxes across yeah. across that, um, what do you call it, socioeconomic area. Mm. Um, but what they did find is that, look, it, it's really hard for parents, right? Because I, I don't go, you know, saying, oh, parents do a better job. Mm. As they raise in the article, it's very hard to make a lunch that is easy uh, to make, pretty quick, that's healthy, yeah. it gets eaten. Yeah. And uh, affordable. Can I say, I, re- I saw this today, had a bit of a skim. The worst lunchbox I saw was like seven different packets of chips and, yep. and biscuits. And like, yes. I was like, what? Well, let it's me, just let me, all yeah. like packets stuff. I'll, sh- I'll show you the worst one here. The, the, what they did find is there is a real um, disparity from best to worst. Yeah. Right? It's a real okay. scale. But you, you're right. One of the worst ones is here. They've pre-ordered oh. a lunchbox, <laughs> like a lunch order of wedges. So the, oh. the, the brown paper bags there with the money. Oh. But to, I guess to go with the wedges, they've got a packet of French fries, a packet um, of shapes, twi- mini twisties, the mini shapes packets. Oh. Uh, they've got mini Oreos. They've got LCM cocoa pop bars. So oh the, you know, this kid is the king of the school, maybe yeah. in terms of snacks, oh, but yeah. potentially king of the school that in terms of. That kid is selling them for money. You know, could crush other kids, potentially. <laughs> so, the, you know, it's a double-edged sword there. Yeah. Um, then it does go to the best lunches. And look, the, the best one's quite impressive. I would eat this. This student's this got, a, it's got a homemade couscous tuna and vegetable salad, <laughs> which apparently the kid claimed to make at home. Yeah, so that's incredible. Apparently the kid made the salad. Alongside that, uh, two cherry tomatoes and a little uh, cucumber. A Lebanese cu- cucumber. Yes. You're uh, familiar with those, ca- Ali? Car- am I? Yeah, you eat them <laughs> yeah. all the time. I love them. Mate, you can talk. Uh, Carmen's <laughs> Bar. Um, they're pretty healthy. Um, oh, expensive, though. 
<laughs> Back in a Carmen's is like $180. Right. Okay. I, don't, I don't eat them, but I've just seen the marketing. Probably from the posh, expensive school and down then, the road. And then some air-popped corn. Oh. So not uh, butter-popped or, or you know, not too uh, full-on, but just air-popped, but salted. So, you oh, know, okay. a little bit of a treat, but most mostly pretty healthy. So okay. huge variety. What I thought would be good, Tom, on 13353, if there are any kids in the car, if you want to call up and share with us what your lunch was, let's just chat it out. Yeah. Not looking to to shame anyone for, uh, you know, maybe having a bit of a naughty lunch. Mm. That's okay. I mean, I had grilled. I'll be honest. I had a, and I had chips to go with it. And I had I had dipping sauce. So we all don't and, mind a snack. And two soft drinks. Not one soft drink. You made me drink half of yours because you can only have half a can or so you get a bit silly. Uh, one triple three five three kids. Tell us what was in your lunchbox today. We've actually got George on the line. George, oh. you run an Instagram account. Called School Lunchbox. You actually travel the country looking at wow. different lunchboxes. George. I sure do. How are you guys? Yeah, good, George. That's pretty cool. So what's the account all about? Well, basically, School Lunchbox, one word uh, on Insta. What it's about, it's basically trying to inspire parents to better feed their kids. But most importantly, it's, it's more for the parents to not make it as daunting to show them, hey, this dad from Geelong can do it. You yeah. guys can do it. And let's simplify it and make it. Fun and creative without the hassle. So it's, that's, a, it's a bit like the, the whole Jamie Oliver, Nigella thing where it's about let's get inspired, you know. Don't get bogged yeah. down in a rut on, about the on, kinds of foods you got to make. Hang on, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. Hang on. George, George, George. Yeah, I've man. just gone on your Instagram account, buddy. Yep. Yeah, I've looked at one of your posts. It says, Friday, exclamation mark, dragon fruit, a treat yep. for my girls. Is dragon fruit a treat, George? Absolutely. Really? Why do we, we have the, a bad notion of referring to treats as something sugary. So, okay. and a treat is something we reward our children with. Absolutely. So why would we reward them some, with something that's no good for them? I heard and, a friend of, a friend okay. of mine um, okay. on that point, George, uh-huh. she raised her kid to believe that fruit was a lolly. Brilliant. Wow. So that when the word lolly was used, she'd be like, let's have some lollies and she'd get some fruit out. Brilliant. And so the, this daughter actually hates lo- real lollies. She just, just wants wow. fruit. I mean, we don't deny them of, of like you know, junk food. I mean, we've no. got the junk box at home and it's yeah. and every now and then food. As long as the kids know the, what it does to you and their body and that they have to brush their teeth straight after, hey, no dramas. But um, the important thing is educating them and getting them involved. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I All right, love it. parents, <laughs> jump on the blower, 13353. Maybe give the phone to your kids if you're keen. Uh, and we'd love to hear what they're having for lunch today. 13353. It's Kiss. Rock and roll all night. Rock's greatest hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. A brand new truth bomb after 8 o'clock will be dumped on the nation. And yes, Tom, we rock and roll all night and party every day. But we also dissect the lunchboxes <laughs> of the nation. And it's slightly less cool behaviour. But it's got to be done. ABC News has been going around looking at different school lunchboxes that are um, being devoured by kids across the nation. There is a a variety, you know, of of lunches out there and and, uh, some are good, some are bad. It's obviously a very hard task for parents and we do feel for them because I remember my mum going, I give up, I hate it, I hate this, make your own lunch. And as a kid you go, what? I can't make my own lunch? What am I going to do? Well, Connor's doing that. Connor, you're 14 years old, you're making your own lunch. Yep. Good on you, buddy. Uh, what are you What are you making for lunch? Um, so I make two boiled egg sandwiches from my own chickens. Oh, uh, from so your I own have... chickens? Yeah. Oh, bro. And yep. uh, what? So you have an egg sandwich? Yep. And has that been going for a long time? Yeah. 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 Do you feel like it's uh Do you feel like it's a healthy choice? Yep. Yeah. Great. Yep. Are you one of the few kids who makes your own lunch? Do you think? Do other kids do it? Ah. Uh, couple of my mates at school do it. Okay. And what do you think about, like, snack foods and stuff? Do, do many kids have, you know, packaged stuff? Yeah, most of them. 
And and are they like are they being traded at school? It's like oh, can I have a packet of your shapes? Yeah, most of the time. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a trading war. I remember that. I was on. A, I've been on a diet since I was in year five, a bit of a grade market. five. Have you been? On, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I used to try and scam shapes off kids, being like, "Can I please have your second packet of shapes? Because I am starved." <laughs> That's desperate, Tom. Yeah. But I feel for you. Well, let's hear from Jake. Jake, you're nine years old, mate. Who's making your lunch? Oh, uh, my dad. Okay. And what does he put together for you? Uh, he normally just puts together a sandwich. Okay, what's in the sandwich? Just avocado and Vegemite and cheese sometimes. Oh, avocado? What are you, are you buying a house in that sandwich there, there <laughs> Jake? Jeez, that's pretty good. They're pretty expensive, avocados. Uh, Do you pay for them? The... Pardon? Who, who's paying for them? Oh, uh, Dad. Dad, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. is Dad doing a pretty good job overall? Uh, yeah. Do you get sick of them sometimes? No. no. Oh, good right. on you, mate. Good on you. Jake, Angus, you're 11 years old. What's in your lunchbox? Um, I have a chicken wrap oh. sandwich for lunch. Okay, good. With coleslaw. Yeah. Um, and inside the coleslaw, it's beetroot, carrot, and cabbage. Oh, brilliant. Mm, delicious. And for recess, I have a Carmen Smoothly bar with popcorn. Oh, mate. You're getting, oh. you're getting the creme de la creme of lunches here. Are you having that uh, that diet most days? Um, yeah, that's, this is my like basic recess plus an apple. Oh, okay. great. Oh, that's that, your basic. That, and good. so some days maybe you change it a little bit? Um, some days um, I'll, I'll have a little cucumber or um, a cookie or a muffin that I made to, um, on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, wow. So you're doing some baking as well, Angus? Yeah, I like baking. Oh, Are you seen in the pl- in the playground as a bit of a, a leader when it comes to healthy lunches? Um, yeah. Um, lots of my friends have like a little packet of Skittles. Oh no, no. very sugary, yeah. very sugary, aren't they? Yeah. Would you, you would you do that or would you turn your nose up at that? No, because like the, my friends that do that, the little psychos. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank Good you, on Angus. You, Angus. Uh, let's talk to a mum now. I reckon, Alan, you're a mum of a ten-year-old son. What are you putting in the lunch? Um, well, firstly, I just want to say, can Angus please come talk to my son about what he eats for lunch? I know. Angus gave yeah. a good dressing down to Angus, the, the Skittles in, eaters. Perfect. He did. So, yeah. it's a hard it's a hard job, isn't it, as a mum? It's a really hard job. It is made a little bit more of a challenge when you have a very fussy eater mm. and you also need to cater towards food allergies at school, right. which I completely understand. Mm. I have a niece who's severely anaphylactic. Yep. So, so are, are all schools nut-free these days? Uh, nut-free, egg-free. Um, wow. There's some schools that now also there's some fruits that kids are having allergies to. Oh. So they are explaining that. Could okay. you please not send those? So I'm reading here, though. You, you, you're giving your son some naughty foods. What kind of stuff do you give him? I was. Um, <laughs> he, had, he had five of the chocolate biscuits stick things and oh. two of the snack packs. Two, of which, two snacks. Yes, of which I'm reasonably sure that at least one of them has come back empty. Oh, here we go. He's just run off to grab his lunchbox out to show him what's in it. <laughs> what's the main meal, though? You can't have the snacks as a main lunch. Uh, no, that's been his lunch. It's, because in, the, it's in the I name, Ellen. The snack. I mean, it means the snack. It can't be a main <laughs> meal. I agree completely. But after having the lovely bakery, cheese and bacon topped bread rolls, you know, for his lunch, having it come home with just the toppings eaten off and the rest of the roll going out to the chickens. Mm. It was like, 
I need to send something that he will actually eat. Right. Well, Ellen, uh, to Ellen and to all parents, I think check out uh, the Instagram page that we heard before from George, which was School Lunchbox, was it, Tom? Mm, School School Lunchbox. School Lunchbox uh, on Instagram. He's got some ideas there, and it could be a good way to spice things up and get some new motivation in the kitchen for those kids' school lunches. Well, I think uh, Michael puts it best on Twitter, Ollie. He just makes his 10-year-old make lunch for himself and his brother, and he sleeps in. So that's that's, that's, Tom and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Uh, in half an hour's time, we're diving into uh, a bit of nudity, so don't freak out. But you can get involved already uh, if you if you can't hang around till then. Jump on the social medias on uh, Instagram, Tom and Ollie, uh, and on the story there, you can answer the question: When did everyone get naked? Um, it might sound a bit fruity and. Mm. It is, it is. Uh, but uh, explain, uh, all be explained soon. Yeah, it's all a broader chat on body positivity. But up next, Dolly, oh, I love it. I can't wait. <laughs> a truth is going to be dumped on the nation. Triple M, Stom and Ollie. Stick around, we have questions. We have truths. <laughs> <laughs> Rock's greatest hits on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We'll have questions for the guy who gets sent hundreds of naked photos a week on Instagram. You'll find out why in about 20 minutes' time. But Ollie, I'm the everyman. I'm the guy that people come to when they go, oh man, you're, you're, you're like every, you're, you're, the, you're me. Well, people see themselves in me. The amount of errors, the amount of errors you make is yeah. re- relatable. People go, at least that guy has, you know, yep. is a fool. Yep. You play the fool very well. Mm-hmm. But I also, I, I know it's true. I speak the truth. I've got the pulse of the nation. Just That's, play the sound effect, okay, mate. Yep. Tom Bainbridge. Truth Bomber. Now, you think that this segment... I drop... Tr- shush. I drop truths. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry, no, no, no. I'll do that again. I dump truths on the nation. Well, you don't dump bombs. You drop bombs. So get your language right. Which one is it? I dump truths... <laughs> And drop bombshells. Okay. Well, in the just to remind everyone in the past, the kind of bombshells that you have spruiked across the nation. Yeah, they've all been true. Uh, listen, listen. Here's the thing, Ollie. <sighs> Jeez, I love a stand-up paddleboarding. A, a sup, as I call it. Me and my, me and my sup buddies. What's your truth bomb, D-head? Stand-up paddleboarding is the best sport ever. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's true. Just, just it was so, true. So dumb. That was the best truth bomb ever. So inane. We had about eight calls. Two of them agreed with you. Most... No, 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 no. We had about four, and it was four from four. Fletch, it's mm. the best sport ever, hey? I think I'd have to say yes. Jonathan? I, I can't disagree. It's got, it's got to be. Emily, you've been a couple of times. Stand-up paddleboarding, best sport ever. Absolutely. Here's the thing. I've got these truths. They just run through my head, and I, I'm so confident with my truths that I can put it out there on one triple three five three. And I know that people will agree with me because I'm, I am the everyman. I am the truth bomber. I am dumping the bombs on you. Do I need to be here? Because I could just leave it to you. You could leave. <laughs> One, triple, three, five, three. Here's what, I, here's what I want. I've got a truth for you. I've got a truth for you. Not yet. Up next, right? But one, triple, three, five, three. If, if in your life you have ever eaten yogurt, if you've ever eaten yogurt in your life, one, triple, three, five, three, jump on that phone. You're going to make us wait around to hear a truth in inverted commas? Yeah. That is pathetic. No, it's radio. One, triple, three, five, three. If you've ever eaten yogurt, if you're young, if you're old, (laughs) 
if you can't use a phone, if you're a man, a woman, one triple three five three. You're a blonde hair, you're a brunette. If you have eaten, ever eaten yogurt, give us a call. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. Or we yogurt. Have, we have questions. Robert Palmer rocks greatest hits with Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions for the guy that runs Australia's most liked nudist account in about ten minutes' time. But right now, I am the everyman. I have a truth to dump on the nation. The hard. <laughs> Mate, it's your segment. Get the sounds right. Yeah, right. Say it again. Tom Bainbridge. Truth Bomber. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting a fighter jet out for the war. It's like, this is our greatest fighter jet. Look how impressive it is. <laughs> All right, front, let's turn the engines on. <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. The, the machine's broken. You're pathetic. Right, this could You're be pathetic. The, the, I, I, I've, got a, I've got a truth. I know it's real because I've asked on 13353 for people who have eaten yogurt and, I'm, and I'll test it on them because to, to, you'll know that it's real, okay? This could be the biggest truth bomb yet. Can you I just ready say, for can it? Can I just say, the yeah. phrase, I've got a truth and I know it's real yeah. is very much a, a, like shh, a, on, the, shh, on the mental health spectrum of like, you're going crazy. Mate, I speak on behalf of Australia when I dump these truths on the nation, Ollie. Here is... T- it's truth. Greek yogurt is the best yogurt going round. <laughs> the best yogurt. The best. <laughs> Heard it here first. Oh, I feel attacked by all those sounds. It's huge, isn't it? And the, the, and the weight of that, uh, that truth. It's big. So Greek yogurt is the best. Uh, I tell you why, Ollie. It's versatile. Put it on your wraps. Put it with your fruit salad. It's the greatest. I have it for breakfast. I have it for dinner. You're, Hear me out. You need more food in your diet. I put it with I put it with muesli and berries. There's your breakfast. Chuck yeah. a little, a little if you want. If you're a sweet tooth, a little smear of honey over the a little drizzle. Of yeah, honey. we get it. It's a breakfast item. Uh, uh, but you have it for dinner. Chuck it on a salad, bro. It becomes a salad dressing. Huge! Look, I'm cynical of your Greek tr- yogurt, the best yogurt oh, okay. ever. I'm cynical of your truth bombs, but are you saying that other yogurts aren't as good? Like not which, as good. Which, like, what? Like, what's not as good? Like vanilla yogurt. Okay. Put right. it in the bin. All right, well, you don't need it. Let's go to the phones then. Ruby, you're 11 years old. You love a Greek yogurt? Yes, I do. Brilliant. Ruby, what's your favourite yogurt? Well. I like mango yogurt. Yeah, no, yeah, like never, <laughs> never call again, Ruby. Never call again. So You're don't prime the question, Tom, and the audience with no, that question. It's fine. Will, Greek yogurt, best yogurt ever. Nah, mate, I don't reckon so at all. <laughs> never call again, Will. Thank None you very much two. for your call. You uh, Callum on one triple three five three. Come on, none from three. Uh, Greek yogurt. It's definitely the best yogurt. Am I, am I right, brah? I come for the radio for the truth, and the truth is Greek yogurt is the best yogurt. Boom. Oh, all right. The bomb is dropped. <laughs> well, it's two guys agreeing. Sorry, dumped. The bomb is dumped. And so, Callum. So, so far, two men in Australia yeah. agree that Greek no. yogurt is the and best. And an 11-year-old. She loved That's the, the majority. Greek yogurt. Yeah, exactly. It's the majority. You having it for <laughs> breakfast, a, lunch, dinner, Callum? It's the majority. It's versatile. I mean, if there's nothing, I mean, if I'm out, yeah. I just have to go to the shops and get more. So, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I hear you out, Callum. Uh, John, you're 45. You're lactose intolerant, but is Greek yogurt the best <laughs> yogurt ever? Nah, I'm with the young and on the mango yogurt. All Greek right. yogurt is just plain yogurt with sugar. Yep, never call again. <laughs> Truth Bombs continues.
later. Another fail. No, Another massive no, fail. It wasn't a fail. It was a majority. It wasn't a majority at yes, all. You can't count. Two, two out of three. That's a majority. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Tom and Ollie. One liners taken out of context. Because I'm pretty good with daddies. Tom and Ollie. One liners taken out of context. Here's a question for you. Why the hell are millennials all getting naked, Ollie? Why are there so many millennials stripping their clothes off? Great question. Are we yeah. millennials? Yeah. We are? Yeah. You're are we? Sure. Nah, we're Gen Y. I think we're Gen Y. So mm. kids younger than us, so mm. what, like up to early 20s? Why are they getting naked? Why are they getting naked? And, 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 and to go on, why are they getting naked and putting it on social media? Oh, it's just not <laughs> it's on, is not it? On. I mean, I it's can't see on. a market. I cannot <clears throat> see a reason. Oh. Oh, actually, I can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's actually a great message behind it, and we'll find out next. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Oh, a message. Yeah, yeah, there's a message. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions after 9 o'clock. We'll find out what happens when all the bugs in the world disappear, because that could be a thing. Uh, But right now, why the hell are there so many millennials sending one dude on Instagram a whole bunch of nudes? It's a very interesting thing. Tom sounds jealous. Well, yeah, I don't mind getting my kid off. I don't mind dropping trowel for an Insta photo. And getting sent nudes as well. Oh, uh, uh, sure. Uh, but Brendan runs uh, an Instagram called Get Naked Oz. Brendan Jones, thank you so much for joining us. Mate, is this Instagram account you've got with 229,000 followers, it's just a thirst trap? It's just for, just for thirsty piggies to have a look at naked bods? Thirsty piggy, that's a funny term. No, no, definitely not. It's, um, I'm sure some people would say it that way, but no, it's, it's a very positive positive fun movement have you heard the phrase thirst trap that tom just used that's new for me thirst trap no that's that's a new one for me too thirst trap okay here's the thing brendan that this is basically what you're doing you're posting a nude online it's a thirst trap it's so that people like it and go oh you're, you're thirsty they you know? get a bit excited. they get trapped by it they okay. get trapped by it so what's the idea behind your page brendan get naked australia uh basically it's showing uh you know young people old people of all ages out in nature in the nuts. It's basically trying to spread a positive body image message uh, and make people feel good about themselves because mm. I think there's too much negativity in the media and it's just trying to combat that a little bit. Oh, I love it. This. It all started, yeah, this. we love it. It, you, it all started from you going out to, you know, waterfalls and such and getting photos of yourself. Yeah. Um, mate, I just started hiking and I'd get to these secluded waterholes and mate, there'd be no one there. So I'd yeah. just strip off and jump in. And Definitely. Uh, I actually got a few snaps and put them in a, a calendar for my missus for Christmas and so thought it was a bit, bit of a bit of a funny gag. And uh, yeah, then just put them on Instagram and it, it just snowballed from there. That's started perfect. sending in photos and yeah. Um, Brendan, to be honest, Ollie and I, we're known. We're known for dropping trout. We're known for getting some uh, nude yeah. photos what and putting think? them online. You've got so many weird phrases right now. Dropping Drop, trout? Dropping trout. I've never oh, heard Oh, mate, it's an Aussie term, dropping trout. To dropping trout. Well, it's my vernacular. Uh, so we're known for this. We did a bit of a, uh, a battle when we had a holiday last year. I was in Thailand, yeah. you were in Hawaii. But I found myself, Brendan, very much caught uh, ethically because I was at a beautiful waterhole with some friends. And it was just perfect to get naked, but there was two other, um, you know, ladies <laughs> hanging out. And I just, I was so torn because it felt so right. But I was, you know, going, is it not appropriate for me to do it in front of two randoms? Have you ever been caught in that situation, Brendan, dr- getting naked in front of others? Yeah, we, uh, we actually did a big group shot up at Karingai. Oh, yeah. And uh, there was about 20 of us stripped off, had a bit of a laugh. And there came a bus full of tourists that oh. just walked along and, and kind of sprung us. And 
they loved it. They started applauding and clapping us, and we, we nearly got two of them involved. It was so close. But, oh, yeah, wow. most, most people that spring it, they love it. They think it's funny. If I'd done it. Or if they would, don't, they yeah. just walk on. Those so, girls would have applauded probably as well. But um, I'm reading here, uh, Brendan, that uh, you say that you're categorically not exhibitionists. Now, what, what's the difference and what does that mean? Why is that important? Uh, to me, like exhibitionism is about, you know, showing your bits in public to try and just get your rocks off. This yeah. isn't that. This is, to me, whilst it is displayed on social media, it's about spreading a message and it's saying, this is me, I'm comfortable in my skin and I want you to be too. That's the message you're trying to send out there. That's so good. So that's where I think it's different. How many how many nudes do you get a day, Brendan? How many nudes are you receiving? <laughs> Watch out for the thirst trap coming out here. Oh, here we go. No, no. It's, um, we probably get about 10 to 15 a day. Oh, my God. Yeah. And and you can't post photos of, of you know, penises and vaginas, can you? That's actually a, a, not a no, little bit. No, no, no. That's uh, Instagram and Facebook censorships will uh, will stop that one straight away. But lots of bums, I'm guessing. Lots of bums. I mean, everyone's got a bum. It's PG-rated. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. What have you ever had your account? Have you ever had your account taken down for the nudity? I know nah, that... they they did a thing where they blocked our hashtags. So oh. you, you know, you search a hashtag and all the photos come up. We weren't appearing in any of those feeds. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I had to get had to kind of carry on a little bit to get that one solved, and and they fix that up straight away. But we get threats all the time. If there's a hint of a, a female nipple, that then gets. That photo gets taken wow. down, oh. and we get a nice email saying, "Oh free no, this is not on." Yeah, free oh. the nipple, free the nipple. Free the nipple. Um, exactly right. Brendan, we love this page so much. Get Naked Australia. You can find it on Instagram. I have followed it on both my personal account, and my work account. It's so good. No, but Brendan, here's the thing: we love it so much. We love getting naked. I don't have the perfect body. Some would call it the dad body. Ollie, you on the other hand, you were born perfect. We've gotten involved, Brendan. We've sent you a photo. If you want to check it up, you can. It was our waterfall uh, challenge that we did last year where we tried to out-nude each other at a public waterfall. Yes. So, Brendan, we love it. You did very well. We we love it so much. You're welcome. Now, let's open it up, Tom. 13353, here's our question for you. When did everyone get naked? Yes. When did everyone just go, you know what? Let's all do it. Let's all get bloody nude. Yeah. We're not just talking like maybe just one of you, like a nudie run or anything. No, no, no. We're talking the whole group. Because there was a photo on, on Get Naked Australia yeah. of a wedding where everyone was nude, which was incredible. Was that a real wedding, Brendan? Did people actually oh, get no, fully no, naked? No. no, I pulled that one from Google. <laughs> <laughs> Good. One triple three five three. When did everyone get naked? And Ollie, there's a certain activity that we do in our friendship group that gets everyone naked. We'll tell you about it next. Bowie, Rebel Rebel on Triple M with Tom and Ollie. That one uh, written about you, Tom. Your face is a mess. Uh, but um, uh, what's the lyric of the song, mate? Oh, right. uh, one triple three five three. We're talking uh, getting nude, and when have you gotten nude as a group? When did everyone get nude? Yes, uh, we just spoke to the man who's created a Facebook page or an Instagram page, I should say, called Get Naked Australia. It's um, it's promoting positive, positive body I- images. <laughs> Next time, I'll come out of the song, mate. You've thrown me. Oh, because if you don't say a song name, you freak out. And here's the thing. We've gotten involved. You can jump on our Instagram at Tom and Ollie with a Y. Posted the the naked photo of us at the waterfall. Um, That's when we got nude. Love a a good nude photo. If you're thirsty, go have a look. Uh, Tom's having a good squeeze. Um, Ollie, when do we always get naked as a a little friendship group? There is a rule. Uh, A friend of ours has a sauna at his holiday Uh, house. uh, Call it what it is. Sauna. Sauna. We get in the sauna, although it's been broken for a couple of years. Now it's been a yeah. bit annoying, um, but back in the day, the rule was it fits about six of us yep. uh, to go in the sauna. You have to get naked. Have to be naked. You've got to be naked. No, no clothes allowed. Ashley, you go to Confest, an alternative bush campout festival. Does everyone get naked there? 
Uh, not everyone, but probably 50% men. 50% of people. Anyone who's really? anyone. Am I right, Ashley? <laughs> anyone who's anyone that feels like it. Yeah, okay. So is it a kind of like, a, all right, guys, everyone get naked now, or is it organic? How, how does that work? Um, it's If you feel like rocking up naked, you can strip off in, in your car on the way there. Wow. You feel like getting naked once you're there, you can get naked. You feel like halfway through, it's time for me to get naked. Get naked. Yeah, if is you're going home to get some petrol on the way home, get naked. Man, why heaven? not? Is this heaven, as actually? long as you're comfortable, man, we're there for basically the person to be happy with their self. Okay, and so how long are you getting naked, Ashley? You yourself? I, I do, okay. and so is my partner. Okay. What is, how long is... are you spending naked? Um, oh, well, I could spend two days just happily naked, and then I might just jump into pants or something like that, depending. Yeah. What is um, Confest about as a festival? Um, it's an alternative festival, so there's no amplified music or anything like that. It's um, like you go there, there's people that are good at one, like something. So say I'm good at my bush tucker. It's like Australia's version of Burning Man. One triple three five three. I want to know, when did everyone get naked? Uh, we're talking about positive body image here with the Get Naked Australia Instagram page. Ben, when did everyone get naked? Okay, Ben, when did everyone get naked, mate? Uh, okay, guys. Um, look, mate, we had a, um, a Bucks party, sort of big, long weekend up yeah. at um, Great Keppel. Um, they were actually shutting the place down about a week later. So, um, you know, we took the opportunity to, you know, just just go go free with it, you know. Enjoy the warm water and enjoy. Okay, so how many people were there? Um, well, we figured out the wedding party was about about thirty five. We think thirty two to thirty five. Thirty five people. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, it was hot. You so, know. so what kinds of things were you doing? Just going for a swim and and mucking around in the water. Mucking you know, around in the water. Mucking around. Mucking around. Is that the best description of what you can do? And mucking around oh, and, and mucking in. Yeah. Get on. Mucking in. Mucking around. Hang on. So who's the one that instigated this, Ben? Were you the thirsty piggy here that instigated this? Uh, look, it, it was, it, it, uh, there were a couple of us that, that sort of started Ben, you're like, a thirsty oh, piggy. I, I might have been one of them. Uh, and Ben, was it a classic, all the guys are getting naked, and it's like, come on girls, get naked as well? Oh, no, 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 the girls, the girls are in there too, don't yeah, worry. Good stuff. Oh, amazing stuff. stuff, well done. Tom and Ollie on Triple M. One, two, three, four. It's time for Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Uh, we love your correspondence on the uh, the Facebook and Instagram, and there's a few things up there, including a, a somewhat of a nude photo. Oh, naughty. But there is also a video on the Facebook page, Tom, of you cocking up what? like an absolute twat. Oh, no. Come, came from last week when you came to work a bit hungover. Oh. But David has said on that video, yeah. first of all, Tom, why are you getting drunk on a school night? But yeah. secondly, yeah. he said, what happened to Tom's story about why he saved a bottle of Jägermeister? <laughs> you did allude to the whoa, fact that you whoa, were saving whoa. a bottle of Jägermeister for a special occasion. That happened at the start of the show. I don't think anybody's listening from then. Uh, yeah, I happened at about 7.45. Actually, no, 7.30. Yeah, people are hanging out wondering why you saved a bottle of Jägermeister. Well, to be honest, it's a great story. <laughs> great. It's great. It's a really great story. You thought Truth Bomber that I did at 8 o'clock was big? Well, 9.55 tonight. You'll okay. find out why I saved a bottle of Jägermeister. Great. I was going to ask, when can we hear it? 9.55. Uh, but, Tom, up next, mm. uh, shocking news coming out of the University of Sydney. Yeah. At the current rate of insects dying, yeah. there'll be no more insects on the planet in a hundred years. 
That's huge. That's we're actually get, shocking. We're going to get the scientist. Uh, he is uh, a talented man from Sydney. He has a thick Spanish accent, oh. uh, and he's, he'll explain all and what you can do to help. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions very soon. Australia's oldest graduate joins us. Tom, today I was reading in the local print media mm. some shocking news coming out of the University of Sydney, okay. uh, and it's to do with the declining number of insects oh. in the world. Oh, no. You might go, who cares? But let's have a chat to the man himself from the University of Sydney, Francisco Sanchez Bio. Good evening, uh, Francisco. How are you? Hi, very well. Thank you. Uh, now, you've got some pretty shocking evidence here. By your numbers, the, the current decline is about 2.5% a year in insect numbers, which means in 50 years' time, there'll be half the number of insects in the world. Is that right? Well, the, the figure that you just mentioned, 2.5% yearly, is the decline in biomass, is the, the mass of insects that we can gather for a certain area. Okay. It's not the number of insects. Right, okay. Uh, Okay. Yeah, but that's true. So that that is probably a more reliable figure than the number of species because that's that's very changeable. Um, yeah. Um, is it concerning? Why, why are we concerned by this uh, this downfall in insect numbers? Yeah, of course. Uh, many people don't care about insects, and they would prefer there were none on Earth. But this, <laughs> yeah. it's because they they, they don't realize the vital and essential functions that the, the insects have on the planet. So we can save rightly that the, all the ecosystems depend on insects because they occupy all the ecosystems. They are at the base of the food chain of many vertebrate species, such as birds, bats, fish, all the amphibians, um, frogs, and so on, and reptiles, and many others. So if the insects disappear, all these other animals that depend on them as a food source mm. will disappear as well. Okay, uh, Francisco, I want to put to you a personal question, right? The other day, yeah. I saw a fly in my house, and I also yeah. had a daddy long-leg spider in my house. Now, instead yeah. of getting rid of the fly, we actually just kind of coerced it into the daddy long-leg's web. Is that a good way to get rid of the flies? Oh. Well, I'm not an expert on, on, on a spider, as I must say. Unfortunately, I cannot know everything. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if the, the, the daddy long-legs... Um, eat flies. I don't know. Well, okay. it, it tied makes, it up. It tied it up, and it disappeared. Well, so. Tom, what you get, what you're getting to, I think, is a bigger question, yeah. and that is, why are the insect numbers dwindling, Francisco? Well, good question. So when we uh, did a review of the 73 reports that have been published over the years, only in scientific journals, uh, we we <clears throat> we look at what the uh, authors of those reports were saying about the causes of the declines they observed. Of course, each individual report refers to a particular group of insects, for example, butterflies or, or beetles or dragonflies, and only in specific areas, let's say a country or a region of a country. Mm. Um, so we try to put it all together and try to understand what are the drivers, the main drivers, because there is not only one, there are many. And some of them are uh, combined at the same time. For example, the pesticides that are applied in agriculture oh, yeah. are linked to the way we do agriculture, the agricultural expansion, and so on. So, yeah, oh, it's the body. So, it's the farmers' fault. I mean, we we give them pity for the drought, but they're also killing insects. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not their fault. It's mm -hmm. probably okay. the way that they are told yeah. <laughs> to do okay. it. So okay. it's the chemical okay. companies. Yeah, they, okay. They, they try to do their best, and they will be happy not to kill any insects because they realize the insects are... For every pet insect that they find in the field, you have a hundred who are not pests. Yeah, right. And, those, and among those hundred, perhaps there are ten which are natural enemies. 
and they control the pest. Yeah, so we true. cannot blame the farmers for that. Okay. okay. Well, Francisco, what can we do? What can we do to help bugs? Like, should we be spraying them with bug spray? What should we be doing? Uh, of course, you're talking to the average person in the city. Yeah. Uh, which works in an office, but there's not much more we can do. So much we can do. Yeah, okay, we can't well, do much. <laughs> agri-business agri and agri-big business, yeah. sort it out for Listen us, up, because but, I want to have insects. But do what I do and feed the flies to the little daddy long legs in your house. Very good. It's a really nice way of doing it. Francisco, thank you so much for joining us. No problem. Thank you. It's always a good night when Backman Turner Overdrive plays Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Now, sure is, Tom. Ollie, well done, mate, on bloody solving the world's bug crisis. I mean, that is just... Well, yeah, Tom, I mean, oh, oh. just I mean, we are yeah. in uh, Tom and Ollie's uh, PhD hour, half hour. Uh, yes. we, we couldn't get a full hour of no. PhD holders, but no. we have half an hour uh, worth of PhD holders. We've just heard from the bug man, uh, mm-hmm. University of Sydney. Yep. Uh, uh, Francisco Sanchez Bio. God, that was you've gotten his name already. Sorry, How could you? Uh, yeah, Ollie, well, we did want to do a PhD hour, half hour, and so I have gone ahead <laughs> and I've booked another guy with a PhD. Great. Who you got? Ollie, listen to this. This is huge. Like, this is the biggest, I think this is the biggest interview. Now, I've gone rogue. I didn't clear this with our producer. But we have Australia's oldest university graduate on the phone up next. This is going to be massive. He's 94 and he has just graduated with a PhD in not physics, not science, not health, nothing boring, but philosophy. <laughs> Great. Well, you'll be loving that, Tom. Didn't you study that for about half a semester? Yeah, mate. I know everything about Callicles and Plato and Socrates and all the all Nietzsche and right. Nietzsche. So we'll get him on up next. It, it should be fine, yeah? Ah, uh, well, I'm worried you haven't cleared it. No, it'll be fine. It'll okay. be fine. We'll just get him on the phone up next. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions, especially for Australia's oldest university graduate. It's Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Now, Ollie, we've solved the bug crisis of the world. I'm so excited right now because we have Australia's oldest university graduate on the phone, right? He's waiting on hold. Yep. Uh, he's 94 years old, and he's he's graduating with a PhD in philosophy. Now, you've gone ahead and got this guy organized for the show. He yeah. is 94 years old, yeah. a nonagenarian. He could be excellent and very smart. Yeah. He could also be a bit boring. What, no, and, he won't be boring. Well, think of all the 90-year-olds you know. I mean, are they up for a chat, or are they a bit like, yeah, but, okay, buddy, have your tea? But think so, about all the all the 94-year-olds you know that are, have doctorates in philosophy. Not many. So he's excited. Well, Tom, it's two against one, because our producer, Tom, he's his name's Tom as well. Yeah. Also is concerned. He's in here now. Because Tom, you, you also... Yeah, he went rogue. Like, he's booked something yeah. he hasn't run yeah. it through. It's, it's going to be great, guys. We've, we've got an approval process, like, yeah, it's obviously, great. for a reason. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. Uh, look, what what I, just in case, yeah. I've got a system, okay. which uh, I, we, I don't think we'll need it. We may not. Mm. But uh, if uh, the good doctor tends to maybe drag on a little bit, okay. I'll... Intervene. He won't hear anything. You guys won't hear anything. Okay. No one will be any the wiser. Uh, maybe just the audience. But just in case, I get the feeling like 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 what, music or uh, yeah, just maybe just I'll, I'll maybe right. throw on a, a, a song. We, just we something. Need it. We shouldn't. Uh, no, need we it. shouldn't need it because I reckon he'll be a good chat. Mate, this is going to be great. And he joins right. us now, Australia's oldest university graduate, Dr. David. Thanks for joining us, mate. Now Ollie is a teacher, Dr. David, and you've actually just uh, graduated with a doctor of philosophy. That's right. Yes. Yes. What well, kind of things were you, were you studying in, with, the, with the philosophical? Philosophical? Oh, my God. Well, David, the important thing here is uh, that you're 94 <laughs> years old and you're the oldest graduate in Australia. How does that feel? <laughs> A very, very uh, <laughs> numbing, actually. <laughs> 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 like, uh, as you have with any heavy 
bout of work or exams, it's a great relief. But Remember also the you days feel very out of the old schoolyard, we used to laugh a lot. And did you go back to study because you had spare time or were you looking for a deeper understanding of the way the world works? <laughs> well, I think the latter is nearer the point because my main occupation as a market researcher and my work has been lately in Asia. Uh, but since I became a forces around them. Now, David, uh, just uh, to, for Tom, uh, pedagogy is the study of teaching, Tom, oh, the study okay, of yeah, how we teach yeah, people. Yeah, totally. But I want to know from you, Dr. David Bottomley, and at, when a 94-year-old uh, exits university with a philosophy degree, what is the standout teaching or the standout um, way of looking at life that you walked away with? Well, <laughs> in, it's a tangent in a way because... Don't you forget about me what should I do in the future? And Dr. David, how about the phrase "kids" these days? Do you do you see uh, do you see that our kids are going to be good in the future, or or are you a bit worried about their future? Oh, Look, my problem is I'm a long way from the classroom. It's, uh, over. Old man, look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. That's that's my aim generally. You might end up, David, uh, doing more education than you think. Um, but just with your name alone, Dr. David Bottomley, I don't know if you've thought of this, but there is a similarity There could be a sequel to Captain Underpants with Dr. Bottomley. What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't have a single thought. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, well, fair enough. Dr. David, uh, an amazing effort, graduating at 94 with a Doctor of Philosophy. Thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to us tonight. It's a pleasure. Hey, Producer Tom, did most of that chat go to air? It was a good. Mostly, yeah. Good. Okay, great. Here with Triple M's Tom and Ollie, we have questions. Tom and Ollie, one-liners taken out of context. I gush. Tom and Ollie, one-liners taken now, Tom, you moustached fool. Uh, people oh, are right. hanging out. And I mean hanging out. Yeah. I mean waiting in their cars yeah. for 9.55 yeah. to hear why you saved a bottle of Jägermeister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What occasion could it possibly be oh, it's huge. that you were hanging on to a half-drunk bottle of Jägermeister? Yeah. I pump things up on this show, but this is huge. <laughs> this story is huge. But in 10 minutes, Tom, closer yeah. to home, I'd like to check in with the man who starts everything but mm. finishes nothing. Oh, what? I'm talking again, again about you, Tom. Yeah, a lot about you in this show. What are you talking about? You're just a, a, a disaster, mm. constantly unfeeling. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I don't mean your Uber oh. driving. I actually mean your reading of Harry Potter, number one. That's right, the book designed for 12-year-olds. So it's so good. Just how far has Tom made it into yeah. book one yeah. after almost two months of reading it? I'll let you know up next. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. We love those guys. The Struts. Body Talks. Here on Triple M. Brand new music. Rock's Grace. Hits with Tom and Ollie. Now, Tom, I'd call this the Tom's Harry Potter saga in oh. 2019. And don't say, oh, a saga is just an ongoing story. No, oh, a saga, I feel. A saga has a negative connotation <laughs> well, it's got the word it. sag in it, and it oh. also sounds like sad. So, yeah, there is a bit of negativity. <laughs> but let's just scale back. I yeah. mean, I did famously call you out. I critiqued you. I said, Harry Potter is an exceptional series of books. Oh, it is. Um, but it is, it is targeted. You can relive it over and over and over. Yeah. There's no problem it with it. It is targeted at grade five, sixes. What? Well, that's a fact. That's and that's how J.K. Rowling yeah. wrote it. Mm. Now, this saga... Selby's like, Lord of the Rings. 
No. Yeah. Back Lord in the, the day, 100%. It's not targeted at Craig Back in the day, it was a kid's no. book. What are you saying? Kids I in think. The, back in the day were geniuses. Yeah. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, Hobbit. Have you read The Hobbit? It's kids you're, book. You're sounding like a grade five six. Shut up, mate. <laughs> okay, so over the holiday period, you obviously picked up Philosopher's Stone, the first book. Chuck, I've, yeah, I've got Harry Potter one on my Kindle. Just giving it a good old bash for probably the so sixth let's time just, in my let's life. Let's just paint a timeline here. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, pick yeah. it up, let's yeah. say around Christmas time. Yep. You you read it for you're reading it for at least a month. Mm-hmm. You come to work and finished it last night. You come. To, let me just paint okay, the sorry, timeline here. Sorry, you come sorry. to work in January. Yeah. You it. mention it that you've, you've been reading Harry Potter one mm-hmm. for the last month. Already a long time to be reading Harry Potter one. Sarah, my mm-hmm. girlfriend, hears that yeah. you've been reading Harry Potter number yeah. one. She wants and to get she, involved, doesn't she? She goes, you know what? Great idea. Yeah. She's a bit of a simpleton like you. Love it. Doesn't oh. mind reading basic uh, children's literature. That's your girlfriend and yep. probably the person you're going to marry, although yep. maybe not but anymore. She can admit even her has a bit of a simple mind. But it's just a good story. There's nothing wrong with reading Sorry. a good story. I'll flash forward to last night yeah. when uh, all this time you've been reading Harry Potter 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in the time Sarah started about yes. about three weeks ago, two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. she's finished books one and two. What? And is now on to three. She has way too much time on her hands. No, she just is not a spud of a reader like you. Oh, it's not that I'm a spud. It makes me sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I get a little bit tired. Well, how are you getting tired? Before you came into work and you were saying it's so, you get so pent up because it's so much drama. I didn't ever said that. Well, you came in ranting about I Professor Quirrell. That. All I'm saying is, in book number one, when Harry is versing Voldemort, the most dangerous man on the world, the, the school cup still gets points awarded to him. Sorry. Grade 5-6 right there. The most dangerous man on the world, you just said. You are in grade 5. Shut up. I'm a professional broadcaster. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. Phil Collins, recently playing some gigs in the air tonight. Triple M's Tom and Ollie. We have questions. That's pretty much it for a Tuesday night all. Well, not quite yet, Tom. People oh. have been hanging out for one uh, story to be completed. Oh. We wouldn't normally cross back to something you said 7.20 this evening, which is, <laughs> a, you know, two and a half hours ago. Yeah. But people have been so taken yeah. by the, mm-hmm. the very teasing nature of your story where you said that you saved a bottle of Jägermeister for a special yeah. occasion. Yeah, when I was 19. Now, you never completed the story, so people mm. like Ben... Ben uh, McLean has given us a message on Facebook. He said, I've been listening since the start of the show, wow. and I need to know Thanks, why ben. the Jaeger was saved. Please okay. please uh, don't leave me hanging. Sure. On the other hand, Jason Varley. Oh, he's, no, he's the show pest. You don't hear really Well, stuff. he said, we don't want to hear Tom's boring stories. We had a funny joke or something. No, that's just Jason trying to get himself into the show. And, He's trying and, to crowbar himself in here. But there are others also crowing to hear about the Jägermeister story. Do you want to hear about the story? As am I, Tom. I'm, I'm intrigued. Really? Why did you save, you know, when I'm saving mm. a bottle of Ruinart champagne for my girlfriend and I to get engaged, mm. oh, yeah, yeah. you know, that's an epic, epic story. All right. Why yeah. would you be uh, holding thing. on to a bottle of Jägermeister? Here's the thing, all right. So I was a very silly teenager. <laughs> That's your first lie? Mate, I was crazy. You're like, the, I was a badass teenager. You're the kid in the meme mm-hmm. who jumps into the pool and holds his nose. So you, <laughs> you're not cool. You're an absolute dork. Well, you're, would you're it, a punce. Oh, okay, would a punce do this? Would a punce at a bar go upstairs, and when there's no one in the bar upstairs, but a whole fridge of Jägermeister, would a punce, Ollie, would a punce steal a bottle of Jägermeister? I don't think so. No, you're right. So I stole a bottle of Jägermeister. So that's part part A of the story. That's we've, part A we, of the story. We, we've already heard that, and yep. Ben's waiting in his car. He's been yep. waiting for two and a half hours okay. for you to finish the story. Here's the thing. So what are you saving what, it for? Here's what, here's what happened, right? I wasn't necessarily saving it for anything in particular, but just as a 19-year-old, having any bottle of spirits, I don't know if you can remember having a bottle of spirits when you're 19, <laughs> oh, but it's like, 
Oh my god, I have a full bottle of spirits. I am saving this for a special occasion. Uh, open or unopened? Unopened, bro. Oh, that changes things. This is this was a big deal to have a full bot- bottle of spirits as a 19-year-old. You're freaking out. Okay, You're going so, psycho. So I hear you. So yeah. tell us, what was the occasion, that yeah. special occasion that you opened it for? Okay. Here's the thing. Can't remember what occasion I used it for, but I remember I had it. Ben and everyone else, I'm so sorry. That was a full show that you've waited for that. I'm sorry. And I say you're welcome. Well, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. That was Tom and Ollie on Triple M. Catch up on the show by downloading the Triple M app. And if you like it, share it with your mates. For more Tom and Ollie, hit the boys up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Tom and Ollie. Come on.